this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Better Than Yesterday. I'm your host, Angelo Kelly. On today's show, I am joined by Jordan Bush, a 76-kilo weightlifter. I just got a chance to watch Jordan compete at the Arnold a couple weeks back. Really enjoyed her session. I don't think I'm saying anything controversial when I say that she has some of the best technique in USA weightlifting. So wanted to get her on the pod to talk all things weightlifting, how she got into the sport, and what her progression's been like. I really enjoy the conversation. I hope you do as well. Have you ever tried to lift emotionally? No, I'm so like just whatever. Even if I if you if I hit a PR in a meet, you'll never know. You'll <laughs> just be like, all right, walk away. I need to get off the platform immediately. I'll never like sit stand there or like cry or fall down. <laughs> immediately get away. No attention. Why? I don't know. I guess it's the way I train. Like I train that way, so I feel like I need to compete that way. Just so like everything is just cohesive and there's no like changes, only really my environment changes, where I'm lifting changes. Do you train by yourself a lot? Every day. And I honestly love it because it's me, my own thoughts, my own vibes, like nothing can really get in my way other than me. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that. Like no one's in the gym either. It's just usually me. No one else does open gym at my gym. <laughs> I like do you have days where you need other people though? Or you just feel like you're internally motivated all the time? Not really, but like if some of my friends come live with me, like my best friend Jan, he'll come live with me sometimes. But other than that, I don't train with too many people. Even when I go to Philly Barbell sometimes, I'm like, can I lift yet? I see someone lifting right next to me. I'm like, uh, do I have to wait? She's like, I don't even know how to act anymore in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weightlifting gyms are weird, especially if you've never been to one. Yeah. It's like you never know when to lift it. And somebody's always taking a lift. So it's like, should, right. should I go right now or should I wait? And 100%. then somebody on the other platform goes. I know if I'm doing email, I'm like, oh, they're lifting. So is my, can I just go? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to act. Yeah. It's funny, like walking in the Philly barbell too. You kind of just feel that atmosphere feels different. The air, 100%. the air is different in that gym. Oh, that gym. I need to go back. I haven't been there in a while. So do you feel like it's been harder to develop your technique not being in person with a coach or do you feel like it's it's kind of easier? Like what's your experience been like with that? I would say it's both. I feel like being alone, lifting by myself, I learned a lot about just myself and just from being by myself. Like I feel like I focus way more on what I need to do, what I need to fix because I'm by myself. I don't have like, I can't rely on Jim because he's not even there. So I really have to hold myself accountable to really focus and on the things that I need to fix. So I feel like it's more like, I know what I need to do. I'll still send Jim videos. He'll be like, give me like a cue or a tip here. I'm like, Oh shit. That's something I forgot. Go do that. But I'm very, I feel like I'm independent. Uh, do you do it like in between sets? Are you looking at videos and seeing, or are you kind of just after a session, send him some videos and then figure it out for the next one? I'll do it like right after a lift, I'll send him one. I send him usually my last two or three or say if I need something critiqued in the middle of my sets, I'll send it to him. But even I look at my videos in a session, I'm like, I could tell like, oh, you didn't extend enough. You came into your toes too early, like stuff like that. I, I could see it just because, again, I coach too. So I'm looking at so many athletes videos daily. So I feel like that has also helped me just I'm doing it so often. And again, just with anything in life, if you do it enough, you're going to get better at it. Yeah, that's for sure. How'd you even get into weightlifting? Oh, God. Ernie. Um, I went to personal training school in 2019. He was an instructor there. And he just thought, you'd be good at these lifts just from your athletic background. And I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do bikini competitions. And he was just like, oh, my God. He actually programmed me for that for a little bit. He's like, I'll do this for you. If you promise me after you do a show, you will do weightlifting. So then it just turned out I was just so miserable with the eating you need to do for those kind of shows. And the, the training was boring. 
I was just like, you know what? I want to switch now. I can't do this. I think it was a good decision. So you never made it to do an actual bodybuilding show? Never made it. Uh, they would. I feel like it would be brutal just with the diet. Like you're looking at what, like two or three months of just hardly mm -hmm. any carbs and plain chicken and broccoli and maybe a little bit of white rice and that's all you get. A hundred percent. It was just the training was boring, but I always thought it was cool. Just I wanted to see all my muscles. I just thought that was the coolest thing. Like you can literally see them when you're that lean. But and again, that's a trade off to your health. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny the things that you think. I was talking about this after the meet. Like the the things that you get into for health end up usually not mm -hmm. being the things that are very healthy. Hundred percent. Even weightlifting to an extent, with the cuts some people do. Yeah, the a lot of props to them. The weight cuts, um, you know, just your joints, like training all the time. Your body's mm -hmm. probably not meant to be doing snatches and clean and jerks. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt this way doing a sport my whole entire life. <laughs> what other, did you do any sports when you were younger too? Yeah, I did field hockey, basketball, and softball. And I ran track for a couple seasons, but that wasn't the best time in my life. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Obviously. Running? Ugh. <laughs> So do you feel like that any of those sports kind of transferred over? Oh, 100%. Just like the body awareness, I feel like is the most important thing I had walking into weightlifting. Because even my athletes now, I try to ask them, how do you feel during, do you even feel yourself pulling early? Do you feel yourself like bending your arms? They're like, huh? It's over my head. That's all I know. I'm like, yeah, you should, you should really work on it. Feel like I even have them sometimes like close their eyes. We do like empty bar snatches. So they could just feel. I feel like that's so important, even though a lot of people say feelings don't matter. Honestly, feeling is so important to me in lifting because I just am so aware of where I and the bar are at all times. So I disagree with a lot of people that say feelings don't matter. <laughs> so empty bar snatches, is, is there anything else you have beginners do? Like say somebody who, who picks up a barbell, obviously you're not going to be able to feel those things. Like, oh, like yeah. a beginner. So is there any tips you have besides the empty bar? Like, what do you do with, with a new person? What, to make them feel certain positions? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, I give them a checklist when they first come to me of, like, just the start. When you start at the bottom for a snatch or a clean, like, you're pushing into the floor. You feel yourself trying to pick up the floor with your feet. You feel your lats down. Like, you take the slack off the bar. You feel that in your hands. Like, I give them a whole, like, I have a whole checklist. I'm very, like, anal. <laughs> I just really want them to do well, and it's just, uh. They're like, you're giving me too much information, Jordan. This is day one. I'm like, just put it in your notebook. Don't even look at it right now, then. So so when you first got into it, I mean, like, it's it's so easy to see off people's Instagrams, especially, like, where you are now. Um, I mean, I, I said on Instagram that you have one of the best techniques that I've seen probably in American weightlifting. But did you start like that? Like how was, how technique look like when you just got started? Cause you haven't been doing this that long. No, it was horrible. I was so bad. You thought, think my jerk is bad now. You should have seen it when I first started. My footwork was all messed up. Like my front foot would hit, my back would be arched. I'd look crazy. <laughs> it's been a long journey, honestly. I just feel like training take things take time and if you put the effort into something you're gonna reap those results that's really all it is i was horrible when i first started like i said my first meet 2020 in 2019 universities i snatched 65 and clean and jerked 83 i missed an 85 clean <laughs> at that meet and what was that was i could snatch that on the regular now yeah and that which is crazy that was 2019 so i was 20 in vegas yeah so was was that March? So like three years ago, basically. I think it was March. Unis is usually in March. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy to go through that progression in three years. I know it's crazy to me too. Even though I feel like I'm not where I should be at this time, I still, at the end of the day, I have to be proud of myself for even doing the things that I do today that some people will probably never do in their weightlifting career. It's hard to do that, though, but I try. Yeah, for sure. And, like, you can always compare yourself to other people. So it's... Right. Did you... 
so this was my experience when i first got into weightlifting i was terrible too my snatch i jumped about you know a foot and a half forward and like i thought 135 like i'm walking around the gym just like i'm the man in just a local like a globo gym not even not even weightlifting bars or anything like that but i think i did have this like almost a rational sense of being better than i was and i think you almost need that to get started like to go to universities and and you kind of think you're better than you are just because you're going to a national competition did you have that experience like you kind of could look at yourself at that time and be like oh i'm pretty good at this thing heck yeah even in 2019 i was like oh my god i'm good i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna medal at my first meet did i though no but even today though i still like you need to think highly of yourself to do anything in your life even if you don't have to show it to anybody you don't have to walk around like cocky but, like just within yourself i feel like you need to hold yourself to certain standards and yeah i am better than this person i think you need to do that yeah that's interesting like yeah just n- not even comparing yourself to anybody else but but just mm-hmm. having that did you i mean like did you have coaches in the beginning telling you i know you said you had one coach who told you like you'd probably be pretty good at this but you mm-hmm. know was there a time when when somebody said hey Jordan like you're gonna be able to medal or you're gonna go to nationals or whatever something like that I mean he did my first coach did my second coach did too like they both everyone I've had as a coach believed in me which was pretty awesome that really helped me like oh my god I really if they think I can be good at this then I guess I'm gonna be good at this either way and I just need to do control what I can control and do the work they do the programming they do the coaching I just do what I need to do even my first my first coach when we started I already wanted to do university worlds I was like I want to do this I'm out here snatching 35 cleaning 60 but I was like I want to go to university worlds he's like all right you can do that and did they cancel university worlds yeah but I guess I'll be happy with the pan ams that they're doing in October even though it's not the same I still wanted to be able to say like I competed on a world team and I'll probably never get to say that (laughs) Sadly, USAW killing us. <laughs> I was really upset when they canceled it. It was supposed to be in Hungary. Oh, wow. What year would you have done that? This year? This year, yeah. Oh, wow. But they changed it to a, ga- a FISU Games event. Whatever. I guess it's still cool, but. Where's that going to be? Mexico. Okay, cool. When And when is that? October. I don't know where when in October, though. Okay, Mexico in October. That'll be cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's like this sport. It's weird because um, you go to these meets and you see everybody on the internet. You kind of see people train. You know what their numbers are. You know what they're doing. But also, like, you don't really know them. And flip side, like, I saw Alyssa Ritchie. I think it was at it was at that universities in 2019. I saw Alyssa Ritchie in the training hall, and I was like, oh, that's Alyssa Ritchie. And then I thought. If I went to the airport, like not one single person would know who she is. No, yeah. It's like such it's a crazy. niche thing. But it's super impressive. I mean, especially your session, the 64s, the 71s. Mm-hmm. There are some strong people in America. I think it's really cool. Right. Maddie and Kate and I had such a great meet. It was good to see. Were you watching Kate and I's? Because you, you were competing at the same time as her. Different no, I didn't platform. get to see it, but I watched it after the fact. Okay, yeah, it was fun. It was funny. Somebody in your session was about to take a lift when Kate and I was lifting, and they just stood by the platform and were like, "Oh, well. <laughs> just waited till Kate went." Kate's more important than me. I gotta wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. how I feel too. Exactly. So, what's um, what's a week of training look like for you? Well, Monday, what do you mean? Like in terms of what I do? Yeah. Like what, what's, uh, what's day in and day out look like? Well, Mondays are usually just snatching, clean and jerk squat. Tuesdays, I would think they're more like a technical day. Obviously the jerk, cause that's what I need to work on. I usually do some light snatch variation, maybe from high boxes, high hang. It's usually something relatively light too. And then I would do like jerk dips and I have accessory work every day. And then Wednesday is usually like a low hang snatch. 
I had cleans the past couple cycles, which I never had just cleans alone before, which is kind of cool. <laughs> but usually I'll do like a clean and jerk complex that day. It's usually a volume day because Thursday is my day off. Then Friday is my heaviest day. And then Saturday is another accessory work day. More jerks, back squat, and then accessories. Very so I train cool. five days a week. And I know gym is like kind of notorious for for high volume training mm -hmm. like the the amount yeah. of snatching and clean and jerking are you yes. doing do you do like what do you do outside of the gym to kind of stay healthy i'd make sure my nutrition is in check that's like the most important thing to me casey is amazing shout out to casey for giving me all these tools and resources and i've learned so much being with her too what works for my body i try to sleep drink enough water i go to pt i try to go once a week but obviously that adds up and it's hard to do that even like body work everything's just so expensive so i really rely on nutrition sleeping drinking enough water i have a sauna in my gym that i could use but other than that i don't know how i'm here <laughs> i guess my body's just holding up because i really haven't had major issues other than my elbow which like knock on wood i really haven't i've been pretty healthy yeah, and what you're saying is all, I guess you would say, boring stuff. It's like Very it's boring. not not stuff that's going to be difficult to do, but also stuff that's pretty easy to skip. It's pretty easy to eat out a couple times a week if you're not prepared, or you know, skip skip the sauna, skip whatever. Yeah, I, w I wish there was. I mean, when you when you're talking about weightlifting as a sport, like I wish there was a easier way to do it. It's hard. It's so hard. Like your whole life has to like almost change if you want to be elite in this sport. And a lot of people can't do that. We need to work. We can't dedicate all this time to training, recovery. It's a lot. When I think about it, sometimes I'm like, why, Jordan? <laughs> but do you do you have goals like that? To I know you said you wanted to do a world team, but mm -hmm. are you like is do you want this to be your life or you, this is just a hobby and kind of see how far you can get? Sort of like a hobby. Like I will really want to be a PT. I really like to coach. Like when I'm done lifting, I, I love seeing people do well in the sport. I love, I love that. You know, when someone hits a PR and like, I just love seeing that. I get almost get more excited for someone else versus me when I PR. I'm just like, that's a little twisted, Jordan. You need to be happy for yourself. But like, I'm really not as happy as I am for myself as when I see other people do well. And I get so much more nervous watching someone else than when I'm competing, which is so weird to me too. She's like, you're lifting or not even that nervous. No, even my teammates, if I'm in the back with them, I'm like, oh my God, are they going to make this lift? I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you don't even get that nervous. I'd love to coach. Do you think that's something that you've always had? That what? kind of mindset, like wanting others to succeed? even almost at the expense of yourself oh 100 percent. i just love seeing people do well i just love seeing people happy too and i don't know that's not, i think that's why i want to be a pt too because i can help someone reach their goals whether that's weightlifting or like geriatrics i want to have be pain-free in my knee for a year i just to me that's like one of the most amazing things you could do is help someone do something yeah i mean being selfless yeah, because like, be, awesome. being an athlete is, if I guess it's a very selfish thing. Mm -hmm. Like you got to you got to train a lot. Your priorities are a lot different than other people. You might miss stuff. You're flying out for meets. You have, you know, you got to say no to a lot of different things. But if you're a coach, you're saying yes to almost everything. Right. That's. I just love it. I think it's awesome coaching. I love to do it. I want to do like a nonprofit one of these days when I get enough money. <laughs> With with weightlifting specifically is that yeah i would love to just teach youths just after school if they have nowhere to go they have, don't play other sports just come over and we'll have some fun and then you can go home stay out of trouble too i just love to do that yeah that's really cool do you um is that something like you would reach out to usa weightlifting about i feel like that would be something that they would probably want to endorse if you could do that if you could make that maybe happen. i would or at some i didn't even talk to jim about it yet but i would love to like plug him into it somehow obviously because he's helped me so much with my programming my lifting 
just everything so far, but maybe USAW. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, talk, just talk about. I mean, you're you're a really good weightlifter. <laughs> I kind of almost like want to hear you brag about weightlifting and kind of uh, kind of what you've done in the sport because it it is really cool to watch. I mean, your technique is so so good. Like I was saying before we started recording, it just looks like pretty much anything you put on the bar you look like you'd be able to make oh thank you i appreciate that have you done any mindset work or i know you posted some tim grover quotes i know jim's big on that as well like what have you done for that type of training honestly i don't really like to do like some people on my team had the focus calm i really wasn't interested in that just because i feel like it's more just figuring yourself out thinking about you being a better you versus all these external things to help with your mindset. But I also think from just being an athlete for so long, I've just been in that mindset for such a long time. Like a lot of my teammates will tell you like in the back before competition, I'm just so chill. Like you can have a conversation with me. You can do whatever you need to do. And I'm just fine. Like, you know, how some people are in the zone, they have their music on, like, that's totally not me. I don't have headphones on. I just, I don't know, like from the book Relentless, that's my favorite from Tim. I feel like I really am a cleaner. Like nothing really phases me. I'm just focused on what I'm doing. You could walk in front of me. Cool. It's happened to me before. I'm not going to let that affect me or miss my lifts. Like even in, uh, where were we? Ohio. I was sharing a bar with someone in the back she was taking attempts like in between like her attempts on the platform i wasn't so i had my last attempt on the bar in the back which was 85. she had to take attempt it was just like a madness and then jim and then walt was helping us i don't know if you know him he coaches for rising tide i feel like i've heard of him but i yeah. haven't met him walt was like he was telling someone to put 85 on the bar next to us and jim was like no 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 no. let jordan take her last attempt on her bar it was just madness and i was just like oh my god what is happening <laughs> but see like that might have bothered somebody that was just like a crazy thing jim running over no take it here walt's like no take it over here then that girl had to take more attempts so i was just like what am i doing but i still hit the lift it was still like fine i didn't let that whole thing just throw me off like that probably would have threw someone off because it was just a lot going on <laughs> I mean, is that something that you've had to develop or you just, you just don't care like that? Cause I know. I think it's more, I don't care. Okay. Like I love weightlifting. I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. I work hard, but there's just so many things that you can't just dwell on and get like obsessed over. Like, I don't, I'm so chill. Like you need to see me in the back one day to meet, just come in the back. You'll just, then you'll be like, damn, like I get so many compliments on just how relaxed I am. Cause I train that way too. Like, why would I make something different? And I know a lot of people in the back room do not train how they act in the back. I think people should really reevaluate that. Like, train how you compete. It's literally the same thing. You do these lifts every day. Why change something, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, one of the biggest things I learned about having the podcast, like, talking to people is something that comes really easy to you doesn't come easy to other people so so when you do especially i mean i'm sure a lot of people competed at their first national meet in at the arnold and they've yeah. they've never known what it was like to get out on the platform and you know mm -hmm. a lot of the sessions were three to five kilos apart so people are taking my girlfriend dana probably took five or six snatches in between attempts Wow, she had that much time. She had 13 minutes in between her first and 10 minutes in between her second and third. So if you've never done done a meet before, you don't know that that happens. Yeah, that's true. And um, <laughs> you know, but just hearing it from other people, like like kind of how you develop that mindset, even if it's something that you didn't develop, but it's just something that you have to be able to not let anything get to you in the back. I think is pretty important. Hundred percent, even for new people. Like your nerves are high, but you got to like utilize your being nervous in like a positive way. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of start and you build your way up too. like, like you said, you weren't, you weren't in the A session in your first, your first meet. So you kind right. of been able to, to do meets and progress and, and the pressure gets a little more each yeah. time probably. 
a little bit. There's, our session was crazy too. I had a long break in my clean and jerks, which I should have maybe took more attempts in the back, but I didn't. <laughs> Did you see what happened to the one girl? She almost died. Oh my God. I was watching a live stream. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> How do you take an attempt after that? I feel like it would have been Honestly, scary. I probably would scratch. <laughs> well, no, no, I just mean like, so I don't watch anybody in the back and oh really i do sometimes i feel like a dick because i like don't know if people people after the meet will be like hey good job and i'm like oh i don't even know what you did but but that's just how i am like i i feel like if i saw something like that it'd be very hard to take and (laughs) to actually want to take you know a hundred percent clean and jerk after seeing that no i feel you it was it was scary to see that i really thought the bar like hit her head or something i was like oh my god yeah it was crazy I mean, at this point, do you go into a meet looking at people's numbers and saying you need to beat this person or is it more just kind of whatever you've hit in training and and going and doing your best numbers? Well, honestly, I do look at everyone's numbers. I'm not like phase. That's not going to throw me off because it's numbers. It's data. It's literally, you know what you lift. I know what I lift. We can't even change that. There's nothing we can do. Like, I'm still going to lift what I'm going to lift regardless. And going into this meet, I had the decision to be 71 or 76 for unis. I wanted to be 76 just because I don't have to worry about a cut. There's no stress. I knew I kind of had an easy win, even though that kind of sounds like cocky. There was only one other girl in our session that was universities. And I honestly think she bombed, which I hate to say. I think she did. And then my two teammates were 71. So I also wanted to give them the opportunity to make the Pan Am team as well. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to 76, take the easy win. And then I gave them to the opportunity to make the team and they did. So I'm very happy about that. I would always do a switch to help out a teammate. That's really cool. And I notice you fluctuate between 71 and 76. How do you, how do you do that? Is that something like water cutting or what's that look like going into a meet? Honestly, it's not very hard for me to get to 71. It's just me dialing in and be like, all right, I'm going to be 71. I'm going to be super, super strict with what I'm eating. Casey's great. In Detroit, I was 71. Was it Detroit? No, I lied. Denver at AO Finals. I didn't have to water cut. I didn't have to sauna. I got to eat day of because we had a late weigh-in at 4 p.m. It's really just being really in tune with my eating. But it's also like a mental thing for me because I feel like when I'm lighter, my pull off the floor is different. I get all in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, Jordan, how are you going to do this? This feels so much different than when you I sit at like 73, 74. I'm like, am I going to be able to pick this up? <laughs> so that is the hardest part, not just the cut, just accepting the fact that you are smaller. Your pull is going to be different, but you need to get over it, Jordan. Just get over it. It's going to be that way regardless. Interesting. So you're just doing that off diet. Like how far out are you really dialing things in? I don't know when we started for Denver. It might have been a month or two. Well, I don't know how really Casey does it. We just gradually dropped my macros. And then the week of, she has this whole like spreadsheet. I don't know if she shared it with you that she plans out for her athletes. So I knew like what my macros were every day. We were talking every day at that point. I'll tell her my weight morning at night. And in the morning we figure out how much I lost. It was just the whole, like I came to Denver. I was 72.6 my first day. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to make weight, Casey. (laughs) But I guess just the stress of travel, we all freak out. I was totally fine. I ate morning of, I weighed in at 70.5. That meat, it was cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a skill in itself, like to be able to manipulate your weight. And mm. this was the first time I've actually been down to, I, I I don't even want to say cut, but it was like a kilo and a half. And I just, I felt like trash. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, looking at my lifts, I, I wish I would have watched them on video because I don't like to watch lifts on video in between attempts. But if mm-hmm. I would have saw that I was able to clean fast and everything looked good i think i would have been like okay i can i can keep doing this but i told joe after my first attempt i was like i don't have it i just don't 
<laughs> so you should let him trust him. Let him like he sees you. He sees what you're doing. And, like it's hard when you cut. You think you can't lift it because you're smaller. It's tough. I deal with that too. When I did 71, I was like, I don't even think I'm gonna be able to snatch. I don't even know how I snatched in Denver to be honest with you, because it's weird. It affected my snatch more than my clean and jerk when I was cutting. Interesting. Mine was the <laughs> mine was the complete opposite. <laughs> Everyone, it's usually the complete opposite. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think just um, I mean, it goes back to that experiencing like any meet that you can learn something about yourself so mm-hmm. i mean if if you're cutting for the first time or if you're doing something a little bit differently it's always good to get that experience so i feel like for me this one this one was really good cuz i'm like i'm i'm not going to cut for a meet ever again i mean <laughs> that's what i said too yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i never want to be 71 ever again like but i probably will watch me be 71 in my next meet <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because you're you want to be competitive in a weight class, but also at the same time, like you want to feel your best on game day. I agree, it's hard. It's a give and take. Yeah, if you don't feel your best, it's it's really hard to come back from that. Like you, I agree. you know, like you were saying, your pull, your your pull feels slow. It felt crazy. My even leading up to that meet, I was so not confident in my snatch that's my favorite lift if i don't have a good snatch day this sounds bad but i don't even care about clean and jerks as much as i care about the snatch so i just knew going into it i need to have a good snatch day i need to have a good snatch day and i went three for three in the snatch which i was proud of myself because i was smaller (laughs) so yeah that's really cool um what do you do outside of weightlifting like you said you got to have some hobbies what what do you do what do you do outside of the sport I love to travel. That's like a big thing I want to do even this year since I'm having the year off from school again. I have to apply to PT schools again next year. I love to travel. I love, I'm a big foodie. I like to go out to eat to different places. Like New York is close to us. I love to go to New York, eat. I love seeing art and just nature. Like I want to go to Arizona, see the Grand Canyon, go hiking. Those are like probably my favorite things to do. See things in nature, art, and food. <laughs> it- great combination yeah arizona is beautiful we went after um after albuquerque we went right to arizona that was perfect you're right there yeah yeah it was awesome i feel like the the nice weather it's so hard like it's snowing at my house right now it snowed here earlier i'm like what yeah i you always know like when you get that one good you start to get the spring days and you're like there's gonna be one one bad day that's coming up so what's your what's your favorite go-to food i love cereal it's my favorite food cereal okay what kind lucky charms fruity pebbles cinnamon toast crunch and the captain crunch but like the all berries one oh crunch berries yeah they're good so i mean people might hear like oh you work with a nutrition coach and you eat cereal (laughs) like (laughs) Yes. I mean, talk about that a little bit because I think some people are, some people don't understand what that experience is like to work with a nutrition coach. They think, hey, if I if I sign up to work with a nutrition coach, like they're gonna make me eat a ton of vegetables and I'm never gonna be able to eat pizza or drink <laughs> beer. Oh my god, no! My post workout snack every day is a pop tart. I have two pop tarts with my protein shake with my creatine. That's literally. I love that. You can eat these things. It's carbs. It's fruit is a carb, just like my pop tart is a carb. Your body like recognizes that as the same thing. If it fits your macros, you don't have to eat clean. I'd say 80% of the time. But I feel like too, as an athlete, we are able to consume more of these things than like maybe the average person that's trying to look good or you know what I mean just because we're burning so many calories like CrossFit athletes I feel like they eat the same as we do because they're burning so many calories you need those carbs yeah I eat pancakes all the time (laughs) if you work a desk job I don't think you need that stuff like if you're just doing you know a couple CrossFit classes a week but if you're Mm -hmm. training five or six sessions and and you're really getting after it like you you need food 
right and in my sessions i bring like candy to the gym i have like sour patch kids swedish fish or something that i eat like during my training session like we need these carbs to fuel our training sessions and after them after my session i need to replenish my glycogen stores and i feel like a lot of people just don't get that or don't do that like i know i'm not gonna get like fat from eating all this stuff i my body needs it did you have like at any point did you think that you couldn't do that like was there did you have to be told by somebody that you're allowed like not allowed but you're allowed to eat certain foods it was just when i first started lifting i was just like because i wanted to do the bikini competition so i was like my mind was just a little different on food but ever since i started weightlifting I just like appreciated my body more and the things that it can do. So that kind of changed my focus and mind. Just look at all this stuff I demand of my body. How can I not like fuel it and feed it? So that really helped me the most. Just I expect my body to do this. How can I expect it to do something if I don't even want to eat? You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think that's great advice for anybody. I mean, I struggle with that too. Like, I mean, you know, the thought of like eating candy during a session, I'm like, I can't do it. I'll eat fruit, but I won't eat candy. But it really is the same thing at that point. Yeah, it's carbs. Every training session, I have candy. So five days a week, I am eating candy. What's your go-to? Are you sour sour patch kids? I love sour patch kids. Yeah, I feel like that's like the the international weightlifting, (laughs) like snack of choice. That or maybe maybe Swedish fish. Swedish fish are good too. So, so what else, like hobbies wise? Do you do anything? Do you ever hop into CrossFit or powerlifting, or do you do anything, you know, outside of, outside of just lifting weights? Snatch, clean and jerk, can kind of get a little boring. Honestly, no. Like this is my week off. I haven't even been to the gym other than when I have to coach. I feel like it's just so important for me personally just to have that time away since I don't get it often. Versus just going to the gym, doing bodybuilding, doing a wad. I'm just like, don't even do it because you're going to come back a week later and you're going to have to train hard again, have focus. Like it's mentally draining to training just because we have to be so focused during our training, during the lifts that we do because they're so technical. And I think a lot of people don't get that. Not to hate on CrossFit, but I feel like they don't have to focus or be as mentally tuned in as we need to be when we're training and that's just a whole nother level of being tired i'm mentally tired and i'm physically tired yeah for sure is there anything like you think about getting into after you're done weightlifting i'd like to try crossfit even though i hate to say it it's just that i see all the money that is in crossfit and i'm just like damn if i can do the weightlifting i have a good strength background if maybe i can get the gymnastics stuff Maybe I could be pretty good at CrossFit. Okay. So like competitive CrossFit. Yeah. I'd like to try it if I end weightlifting early enough in my career. Who knows where life's going to bring me? Who knows? Maybe I'll be 30 and still weightlifting. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's I, I guess it's good though to like not tie yourself down to like, hey, I have these goals. I have to make these teams. If you kind of just see where you end up, that might be the better route to go. Yeah. Like. If you're not having fun with it, you're done with it is my thing. The minute I'm not having fun weightlifting anymore, it's over for me. (laughs) Have there been times that you haven't had fun with it? Oh, my God. I've wanted to quit this sport probably over 10 times. (laughs) I bombed out three meets, 2020 universities I bombed. After that was probably the, the time I was the most serious about quitting the sport because obviously that's a national meet. I went out there for no reason. I bombed. It was sad. On a clean jerk, nonetheless, of course, I made one snatch. I went one for six. That is so sad. (laughs) I was just like, I'm never going to be able to do this. I was just so like bummed out. But I think that was an important even thing for me to do to bomb out because you learn a lot from failing. If you don't fail at something or make mistakes, you're not I feel like you're never going to get better. So I think it was an important time in my life. So how long did that sting for? I don't know. I think it, it probably was a month. 
And I think I bombed at my next meet after that, too. It was at Philadelphia. I think I did the same thing. I made one snatch. I was just like, I feel like I was just so stuck on that moment. So I really had to just tell myself, Jordan, you need to get over yourself. It's going to happen to everybody. Everyone's going to fail. I feel like everyone has bombed at one point or came close to. So I just had to accept that and move on that. I learned from it. You learn what you need to get better on, whatever be your technique, meat preparation, and just overall. And I think that's why I'm so calm now at meets, just because I've bombed three times. It doesn't get worse than that. <laughs> yeah, like ex experiencing the worst thing that can happen. Now you know, hey, this can happen. So it's it's not that bad. I haven't <laughs> bombed out yet. I'm going to knock on some wood. Really? Okay. Yeah, knock on wood for real. I hope you never do. <laughs> I hope I never do too. Oh, it's scary. That first snatch, though, is scary. Like, it, it, That's the scariest lift, the first snatch. Regardless of how calm you are, you get out there, and it's like 100%. everything is just going 100 miles an hour. Regardless of, like, if if you just don't even care about this meat, you're trained through meat, whatever, it's nerve-wracking, the first one. And then when you hit that, it's like, all right, all right, I'm good. Now you can breathe. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, so you have you have coaching, like – what do you think, do you ever look at, you know, five years from now, what that looks like having a bar? What, me, yeah. Me? Like having a barbell club or, you know, opening your own gym. Do you have any, any plans for that? I like, that's what I want to do. I want to have like, when I'm a PT, I want to have that combined with my weightlifting gym. I want them to be like together. So like I would treat all my athletes because I know that's such an important part of weightlifting and longevity in the sport. And I already have a name for it. I want it to be called the Academy of Rebuilding just because of PT and just weightlifting has taught me so much. It's just rebuilding yourself, like my mind. It's just my confidence. So much of myself, I just, I don't say fixed. That's why I say just rebuild. Like I grew through weightlifting and I just really want to bring all that to like youth athletes because it's more than just weightlifting. You learn so much about yourself, your mentality, I'm way more confident in myself because I appreciate my body more than maybe some females do like, oh, the stigma. All females need to be small. Like, it's not that. Like, take up space, be loud. Just because we're females doesn't mean, like, men are superior to us, like, in sport too. I hope that could change one day. Like, female athletes in sports are more recognized because we work just as hard as men do in athletics, and I really wish and hope that there's change for that in the future. Yeah, I think um, just watching the USAW meets, I think they were more exciting for on the female side than the males. I'll definitely yeah, say that. Cool. Yeah, some of those sessions were pretty intense. I know. I love I just Maddie and Kate. Like I was just so even seeing Maddie with her 140, it looked so easy. I mean, that's what you, oh, that's what your lifts look like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> It don't feel that way. I mean, what did the announcer say? You teleport under the bar. Yes, that is my fame. I can. I told Jim after Denver, I can retire. <laughs> like I officially made it. Someone's recognized my snatch as my best lift. I teleport. I should trademark that. <laughs> is like how much of a focus have you put on technique? Obviously, you've gotten a lot stronger in the last couple of years. But is mm -hmm. that something you're working on day in and day out? Or it's just kind of developed a little bit over time? I feel like just over time, just from doing the movement more and more, just getting a better handle on things, being more aware. I've done, I feel like what helped me the most when I first started with gym, we did a lot of no foot pulls just so I, I guess, can feel the leg drive. Because I wouldn't finish on a lot of my lifts in the beginning. I think now that's what really helped me. I think that's why I snatched 90 for the first time. I really just finished my pull. I'm just like, wow, when you use your legs, it kind of works. <laughs> but I also thought like there's always a fear of you really don't believe you can literally stand all the way up in a lift. You feel like you just need to like sneak under, but obviously it's hard, but it's easier when you do it right. When, yeah. <laughs> when you do it, yeah. <laughs> is that it's hard but... so like what's what's kind of going i know you have a very specific routine 
pre-lift. Is that something that you've talked about or did you do that the first time you lifted and you've just kind of rolled with that? I mean, I only really spin the bar and I would like rock back on my heels. I did the rock back on my heels because my first coach would just tell me to keep my feet flat. And that's just like a reminder to me, go back in your heels and come into your flat feet. And then I could pick the bar up. But other than that, I don't like to do too much. You know, some people like walk around the platform. I just like to get right to it. Like you ever saw me compete. I walk right to the bar and I just do my bar spin, rock back on my heels and just pick it up. I try not to have too much going on because when I train again, this comes back to that. I don't do that walk before every single snatch how some people do when they compete i like to keep things literally the same i mean is that something like like mentally um you know somebody taught you to to compete the same way that you're practicing is that something you you got from sports or like where do you think that comes from i think it just comes from doing so many sports like even field hockey we practice the same way we compete. We all had our positions. We we all had our spots on our corners. It was literally the exact same thing. Same with basketball. We had our plays that we practiced and we did the same thing in games. So I just feel like it should all be the same. I think just from doing all those sports and seeing the similarities between practice and games and competitions that when I became a weightlifter, I just kept those same thoughts and mindset going into both training and practice yeah i think i mean it's a skill like it's a skill can i think competing is a skill like you have to you have to learn how to do it and when when everything is speeding up and when people walk in front of you and when the 30 second buzzer goes off if you don't know any of those things it it's really you're gonna go back on what you do like your habits so if you do something in the gym that's shitty and then you know, things aren't going your way, you're going to go back to that. But if you kind of have a, have a routine pre-lift that you can remember, and it's, it's like one or two things. I think some people, like I came from a baseball background and you're supposed to do something like in between pitches just to, just to be ready, but you don't want it to be 37 steps. If you have to remember everything and then, you know, if you skip step 35, then you, you're not ready. So so like would it would would happen if you forgot to do the bar spin i don't know sometimes when i have like a pull plus a snatch i obviously can't do it because i have my straps on it does feel a little weird i'm just like uh, i know i need to do something before i go that's honestly hard when i have pull plus snatch i never told jim that before <laughs> throws off the routine it just feels weird because i'm so i don't even it's like i don't even know that i do it it just happens imagine if i had to use like a crossfit bar and those don't spin like i'd be like <laughs> yeah you would just have to keep doing it until it eventually spun right it, it would take me so long to get through my sets <laughs> damn so we'll just say right now you're gonna do the crossfit open in 2023 maybe <laughs> But this past open, the workouts were hard. Yeah, there were. I was watching my gym do them, the, yeah. and there was like no strength movements. Right, totally not good for no me. No heavy barbells. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of. I was hoping there would be one in twenty twenty two point three. Yeah, I mean that that really separate like the gymnastics and then the strength mm -hmm. just really, because everyone can have a good engine if you can just work right. hard. You can do thrusters, you can do pull-ups. They're not super difficult, but if you if you throw a two hundred pound snatch in there, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be screwed. It's true. Yeah, I don't even know the what was the best snatch at the CrossFit Games last year. Wasn't it around two hundred? I think I think two hundred. Yeah. So might have been. Yeah, ninety one yeah. kilos. So you're yeah. looking at basically not even top three at. Seven, no, which is 64 71 76 and 76 yeah wow is there but we is there anybody that you look up to competing like anybody that you kind of are in all of i know you said maddie but is there like anybody you in your session specifically that you're like oh i'm not sure that person's a little scary or 
you I'm not really I mean I'm really such a big fan of myself even though that sounds really cocky there's just it's always just me against me regardless of what everyone else is doing it's a, literally a numbers game I know the numbers even before the competition I know my attempts so it's not like I can control what anybody else is doing I just need to hit my lifts at the end of the day so do you game plan like exactly attempt one attempt two attempt three and mm -hmm. you just stick to it usually if i make them all like in ohio i was i did plan on opening 88 but i missed it obviously so i had to repeat and then i took my what would be my second attempt on my last one just because i didn't follow through i didn't execute <laughs> And then clean and jerks. I made one at least. <laughs> we totaled. Do you talk about that with Jim? Like, if if you miss attempt one or if you miss attempt two, you're gonna repeat or you're gonna go up. Is that, or is it just like, hey, these are your attempts, hit them? No, we don't talk about it. But I feel like if I did tell him, like after I missed eighty-eight, yo, Jim, I want to go right to ninety-one. He'd allow it. As long as I feel like if I believe in myself, he's like. 100%. I feel like he's like that with everybody. You think you can do it. You want to do something. We're going to put it on the bar. Yeah. I mean, yeah, having that confidence, like you said, I don't think it sounds cocky to say that you're a fan of yourself. I think you need to be. Like, I think you so have to too. put on a fucking singlet and lift weights in front of a bunch <laughs> of people. Like, you, you kind of have to have something, you know, a little bit self-centered about yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's like levels to it. I think there could be too much. There could be too little. There has to be like a happy medium because it can get a little like too much, I think, with some athletes. Do you want to call anybody out? No. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, where can people uh, follow along on your journey? Where can they find you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram. My name's really funny. It's underscore J-O-R-3-D's-3-Y's-N. That's it. Just at underscore Jordan. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. This was really fun. Uh, thank you for having me. If you guys enjoyed that conversation with Jordan, just make sure to share it out on your Instagram story. Let people know that you liked it. Both of our profiles would be linked up in the show notes. so You can head there as well as supporting our sponsors, Richmond Weightlifting. So if you have any wrist pain when you are snatching or clean and jerking like I do, make sure to check out richmondweightlifting.com. You can use the code BTY10 to save 10% over there. Helps support me a little bit. Helps me keep the show going. So again, really hope you guys enjoyed that one. I look forward to talking to you next week.